Hey, this is Jack Rogers. Hello, this is Olivia Valerio. This is Chris Hughes. This is Abby Bennett. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Hello, this is Adam O'Coin, sports editor for the Rowan Herald. Today is Tuesday, March 10th. I'm here with uh, Tom Haley and a longtime sports writer for the Herald and also the quasi-retired former sports editor, Bob Fredette. Um, and uh, we're, we're coming up on uh, the, the home stretch here of the, the basketball season. Uh, four months and uh, it's almost, almost down. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, well, I tell you what, basketball season is a great way to get through the winter. But mm-hmm. I know I, I'm probably speaking for everybody who's ever picked up a pen or a typewriter or whatever else. When, when it comes to the end of it, we're going like, <sighs> when we're crawling on our hands and knees to get to the stretch as the biggest games are arriving. But yeah, it's it's been a good winter. It's a long season, but it did go by quick. I mean, I mean, of the three high school seasons, it's the longest, but it really went fast. Oh yeah, and it's been a mild winter. Mm-hmm. I had at least two, maybe three, white knuckle trips uh, with whiteouts and all kind of snow last year, and none this year. Been really good, really good. You know, the games have been good. It's been exciting. The odd has been great. Uh, still got the Rutland girls at Patrick. Uh, been a, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Helps when you got nice, good teams to watch. It really. does, and we and we're very rich in, in good basketball in Rotten County. We should never take that for granted. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know I'm, uh, how many people are calling that a monumental upset last night with number one West Rutland going down. I didn't think it was. I really didn't. If you had asked me before the game, I would have had to have picked. I think West Rutland. But I really would have given Mid-Vermont like a 40% chance. I, I thought they had a good chance to pull it off. To me, the surprising thing was that they won with West Rutland having a 10-point lead. I almost think that, that West Side is, is too good to, to, to give up a 10-point lead. That was the surprise to me, not so much that, that Mid-Vermont pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. So at one point in the second quarter, they had gone up by ten because Janae McGee went on one of those Janae McGee runs where she'll score, which hit right. like all of her shots, and she knocked down I think multiple threes in the in the second quarter, and uh, they went up by ten there. But and you would think like in, in that moment maybe West Side would would kind of continue to build the lead, maybe put the game away. But I mean, credit to Mid Vermont. That's a scrappy team. They were for they forced turnovers on West Side all game long. West Side was sloppy with the ball all game long, and, uh, you know, they were able to make a comeback there. I mean, Haley Goodwin was pickpocketing. Bobby, you were there as well. She was yeah. pickpocketing the West Side guards left and right. Um, what, what a performance she had. I mean, yeah. 20, 29 points. She got into the, the lane and, and forced contact. She went to the line. She went 21 for 22 at the free throw line. I mean, that, that's insane. Those are like James Harden-like numbers. It's What a performance by Haley Goodwin on the biggest stage. Goose Givens, Tom, is what I was thinking about. That's right, Goose Givens. <laughs> yeah, the unknown yeah. from Louisville, and all of a sudden he's in the national spotlight. Yep. I'll tell you what was the most surprising to me about that West Rutland game was the lack of pace 
for West Rutland. They just did not seem to have much of intensity. Uh, right off the bat, you, you, it seemed like they were, they were playing too slow. They were going to be taken advantage of. And really, the kids, I thought, who really played very well for them and really got them and helped to get that 10-point that lead. Anna Sear came off the bench mm -hmm. and played very well. Isabel Lanthier, uh, Ariana Coombs, they all came off the bench and played well. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, they didn't, have, uh, didn't seem to have a lot of fire. Uh, some of the decisions that they made, throwing the ball into into double coverage in the low post, things like that. I mean, I, I just found that very surprising from a veteran team, right? Who which has played at a high quality most of the season, and just to, to leave to, to leave it flat and buried to me was astonishing. Yeah, in mid Vermont, did I think a really nice job of kind of swallowing up. Uh Elizabeth Bailey too. They didn't give her much space to get the ball. Yeah. She, she loves to get the ball around uh, around the um, the the key in the free throw line there to be able to kind of dish off their good passing ability as as a as a big down there. But they didn't really give her much chance to kind of work and in, in do any of that type of stuff last night. So that's an, that's another huge factor in in Mid Vermont being able to you know slow down West Rutland. Yeah, and what and I'll tell you what did, did you say before we started the broadcast? Mid Vermont has what. Ten girls, eleven, 11 girls. girls at the school. Oh, in the whole school. Well, the other three must have been in the stands last night. <laughs> yeah, but eight of them play. Eight, eight of the eleven. Yeah, they do they play basketball. Yeah. Well, that's something. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I was very impressed with Haley Goodwin, Liddy Eastman. Uh, they are really quality ball players. I don't know how this is going to match up against Proctor. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. It's assuming that Proctor gets into the finals. Hello, my name is Tammy Landon. I am the current owner of the Gymnasium Fitness Center in Rutland, Vermont, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. What yeah. kind of a matchup would that be with Proctor? It is an if, because I, I have a lot of, I think Blue Mountain's a quality team with a great, great player in Lauren Alley, but uh, I would pick Proctor and... Proctor has good ball handlers, you know, like like four, right? Really, really good ball handlers. Mm -hmm. And they have a, a high basketball IQ. They lost to Mid-Vermont by the similar margin West Rutland did. They also beat Mid-Vermont in the first meeting by like 30-something. When they lost to Mid-Vermont, in the game played at Sharon Academy, um, they uh, were without Lindsey Elms. They were down a starter. Uh, so I, I think it's a very enticing game if that's the game that materializes. And, and I think that given the way I heard um, Mid-Vermont had success against West Rutland, I actually think Proctor's built to combat that. I think it'll be a great game. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Proctor definitely has, I think, the, like you said, like multiple girls who can handle the ball, which is something that West Rowland kind of really needed last night when uh, when uh, Grabowski got into some foul trouble early on and she didn't end up going back in. She, she got two fouls in the first minute and a half and didn't end up going back in until the second half. But West Rowland didn't really have the guards who could bring the ball up the, the court and, uh, and not get – um, swiped uh, the ball, and I, I think Proctor has the guards like McKeeran can can bring the ball up. Almond right. uh, Almond can bring the ball up, and she's powerful and able to to you know get through get through defenders. Um, you're, you're right. I think Proctor definitely has girls who can kind of match up with with good uh, with Goodwin and the other guards of um, of Mid Vermont. The other thing is um, 
Mid-Vermont is not small. No. You know, they've got some good overall size. Uh, so we got a inter-Rachel Stumiller. Uh, she's going to have to play bigger than she is, but she usually does. Yeah. And I think um, Mid-Vermont has has a very similar presence down low in uh in uh, Sydney Goodwin, I mean, she's a little bit. She's not as maybe built as Stoolmiller. Still, Stoolmiller is down low, but she's a scrapper as well, just like like Rachel is. And I mean, just last night she had double double. She had ten rebounds yep. in her own right. I mean, just because she's a little bit uh, on the on the um, smaller side, maybe for for a post player, she can get to the hoop and she can get a grab a, a ton of boards. How about how many? How was Mid Vermont represented up there in the stands? I mean, it's very small school, and you know, and I don't know how many where they're even from. Uh, you know, like like one of the kids is. That's why they played their senior game at Sharon Academy. Their senior lives in Sharon, so I, I just wondered. <laughs> I just wondered how they were represented. It seemed they like, have a crowd up there. A good yeah. It seemed like it seemed like they were pretty on par with the the West Side. Yeah, it was crowd. It was 50 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What I was most surprised with last night was that the smallness of the Fairhaven crowd. I mean, at Fairhaven, really? Was fall- yeah. I mean, wow. it's, it was. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, you know. You a, think a, they a thought it was game. a foregone conclusion? Uh, it certainly was a mismatch. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. It was, but. Uh, I think that still, uh, you know, for for this team to get to Barry, you yeah, know, I know they're, they're a real good team. I mean, they're a right. team. They're the favorite. Yeah, they're the favorite. Still undefeated. They certainly know the way. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, well, half the Fairhaven boys basketball team was there. So, and they were right. And they were they were the loudest crowd there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. the bowling team too. Maybe the bowling team too. Yeah. A lot of state champions. Yeah. Right. Big rocking around and. With their chest out today in Fairhaven. Big winter at Fairhaven. Half half of our paper yesterday, I think, was just Fairhaven championships. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, a big Fairhaven day in the Herald. Yeah. This is the Inside Pitch, the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. They were impressive, you know. I'll tell you, and I, I, I'll tell you what. I, I've seen Fairhaven play a few times, and what really impressed me more than anything else is after the struggling and you know these teams basically falling all over themselves to put the ball in the basket for Fairhaven to score in the 40s in the second half after scoring 18 points in the first. That was very, very impressive. And yeah. Kerrigan DeSorda was on yes. fire last night. Yeah, we what usually good think about Riley Kaluti and, and well founded for that. Kerrigan, but yeah. I've always been impressed with Kerrigan DeSorda's ball handling and distributing, but it seemed like she was a productive scorer last night also. Oh, yeah, well, 25 points. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a huge game, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only scoring really for Fairhaven in the first half was when uh, uh, Kerrigan DeSorda and Riley Kaluti threw together four straight three-pointers, and they scored 18 points in the half. But uh, you know, looking looking back on on what they've done over the course of the playoffs and really over the, the regular season as well, that defense has been astonishing all year long. Right. And yes, that, it has. that's the cornerstone of what they do. I mean, it's they, you know, they score a bunch of points. It's great, you know, but where you can win when you're scoring 30 points, which I saw them do at Springfield. I mean, that's huge when you can win scoring 30 points. And, and they don't have any lapses defensively either. Like, they're locked in no matter what. I mean, it's 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 incredible the like what what Kyle Wilson has that how how he has that team playing right now. I mean, 
good luck I mean, to, to North Metro Harwood. It's going to be tough because, yep. like you said, even if they're not going to score the ball, which they can do very well, as you as we've seen throughout throughout the playoffs. I mean, it definitely. I mean, you look at Riley Riley Kaludi's, uh play down game; she dropped forty points. I mean, yeah. they can put the ball in the basket. Yeah. I think Adam McCoy um, just picked Harwood. I said North. Country, hear that? I said North Country or Harwood. Oh, you did. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. North Country. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I didn't oh, say okay. Harwood. Okay. Um, you got to listen a little bit better, there, Tom. <laughs> I'd like to. Well, I, I'd like to see Harwood. It was got, yeah, got that good. What a matchup! Good storyline of the cousins. Mm-hmm. Cordy Brewster and Ashley uh, Proto. So, you know, that is, Vermont's a small state. How it does he know that? <laughs> yeah, Tom knows everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Fairhaven boys team. Yeah. Uh, they finished up their season on Saturday. And, uh, you know, just I'll tell you what, it just I, I saw about half their games this year. And it's been a while since I've seen a team that's, well, actually, maybe not too long. There's a couple of Rutland teams a couple of years ago right. that were like that. But what a fun group to watch and just a, a group of kids who really got together and don't care who scores yeah. and really like each other. What a turnaround from last year when all the nonsense going on from the player leaving the soap yeah. opera there last year was just a nightmare. And yep. for them to all come together this year was like a breath of fresh air. And they were just so much fun to watch all yep. year long. It yep. was just. Uh, I hope the people in, in Fairhaven appreciate the rarity of the, a state championship team to begin with, but a team that is so well put together and coordinated and just enjoys playing with one another. That's just just a, a great, great thing. Absolutely. And uh, I think you hit it. The unselfishness. And when you can combine unselfishness with the ability to pass, how many, how many times, how long has it been since you've seen a freshman make no-look passes routinely every game? Behind the many back. Many times a game, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. So, Sawyer Ramey is a, he's a different animal. I'm like, yeah. it's, 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 I cannot wait to see that kid play for the next few years here throughout his high school career. He's just so talented. I mean, if he's already making this impact as a freshman, I mean, <laughs> look out Vermont. It's going to be He's going to be a, a, a real big difference maker, especially as, as they keep going here. Yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And, and of course, all... we had two that day. Two state champions. Yes, well, we three did. state champions. Yeah. But the Fairhaven Bowling team. <laughs> yeah, they certainly. And we had the Proctor Boys basketball team, which kind of took over a one-point game at halftime, really took it over in the second half. And, uh, you know, and, and those two are so different, Connor McCure and – and Joe Valerio, Joe was the, you know, stabilizing influence, take control, don't rush. And Connor is, well, as Chris Brown, the Twin Valley coach calls him, an animal. Uh, herky-jerky, create, make something out of nothing. And by the way, it looks like he's taken a very serious look. At Castleton, and they are taking a serious, <laughs> and they are taking a serious look at him. Hi, I'm Trey Haven, head coach Bob Prenovo, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch, the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. 
Well, they've got another. Uh, there was another kid who just. Uh, it was online last night, and they have a six three kid coming in as well. I saw that. And uh, from was, New York State. From somewhere. New York State. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and well, you know, this is a team and a program that needs rebuilding. You know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And and the thing about it is, if you're going to do it with freshmen and you're getting new recruits and everything, and that's you, you you may as well take it on the chin and just keep playing the freshmen. Yeah. You know, in hopes of getting, you know, getting better and putting things together in a couple of years because that's a program that really needs to be uplifted. And oh, it, it does. You know, it's, it's too big and too good a program to, to be yep. foundering the way that it has been yep. the last couple of years. Yeah, so. it, it's still, it was so, uh, I don't want to say dominating because it was another really good team in the conference in Husson, but they, they were right in the upper echelon all the time in the North Atlantic Conference. And when they made the jump to the Little East, they just, Unlike the women, they didn't really couldn't catch up to it, and 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 Paul Copel, Coach Paul Copel, knows that, and uh, he, uh, you know, he's intensified his uh, his recruiting efforts, and I think he sees Connor McKeeran as somebody who still has another year and and is going to get better, and if he takes the jump he took from sophomore to junior, from junior to senior. He thinks he'll have something. Well, if that's if that's the case, and Connor is really looking seriously at playing college ball, then I think that you know getting the the outside. I mean, he's he's going to be playing on the outside in college. Well, yeah, you know, he right. has to be. I mean, in Proctor, he's one of the big men, you know, right. but but that's not going to float in college. Uh, I think he really needs to, to to work on what's going on outside and and yep. really and focus on that. And I'd like to see Jake being able to get now. Saul Parker's graduating this year, right? He is. Yes. He is. So and, that's and, and that's their so Saul's their other so-called big man, yeah. you know. Yep. So Proctor really needs a big man to be able to to you know to get the most out of its guards and and let them get the ball inside a little bit. So, right. Right. Uh, maybe Jake can suit up or something here. So maybe uh, got the size. <laughs> that'd be all right. He got about <laughs> what 1,400 points at Rollins. <laughs> yeah, he, he was pretty good. So, he was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, the Pretty golden good. child, yeah. as Mike Norman used to call him here, the golden boy. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of Rutland, I mean, we should touch upon them a little bit uh, here. I mean, the Rutland girls going to Patrick for the first time in ten years, in, in, impressive accomplishment. Obviously, they have a, a really, really tough test coming up on Thursday with CBU, who nobody's been able to figure out at all this year, including Rutland early in the season. But an amazing accomplishment for Rutland to be able to get back to Patrick for the They're first there. time in yeah, decade. Yeah, exactly. They're there. I, I hope they can do something about uh, the tweaking the alignment. I know why they did it, but you got an 11 team Division One girls basketball tournament, and it gives you a number five seed Rutland that never gets to play a go a home game. Well, I mean that's just because there were so few teams, really. I mean they that's would, what I mean because they were by. No, no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. The eleven team tournament. Yeah, the eleven. I felt bad for their fans. They go to Northeast Kingdom and to, to get to the the semifinals to get to Patrick and never have a home game. You know. Yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you one one thing they've got, and and let's face it, they, it's a big mountain for them oh, to climb. Big but mountain. but I'll tell you what, everybody is looking at them and expecting to lose this game. Oh, no okay. question. You go out there and play loose and just yep. play hard and have fun with it. I mean, because they're a team that can play. They can they score. Are. And they are. They got some they defense. They do some great things. And they've got to play a great game to to be competitive with CVU. But you know, I mean, what the heck? There's no pressure. I mean, they can go out and they can just do that. So. 
I think that would be a huge benefit then for just to, to forget about winning and losing and watching the scoreboard and just go out and play hard and just, you know, keep focus. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I mean, if they're eight bowling team, you know, they came out of, I mean, they were, what, the number three or four? So I three don't seed, know. yeah, the three, three seed, seed for the, for the tournament. Windsor was the number one seed, and, and boy, they, they were on fire. They were on fire. I mean, you know, uh, all, I mean, uh, the the pickle knock kid. I mean, I think he had like something like maybe four open frames all all day. Mm. And they got back to Fairhaven first and waited for the boys team to start the parade. And so two teams honored in one parade and now possibly another parade this Saturday. Well, what a uh, what a, what a week in uh, for Fairhaven. It'd be I mean, time to be a Slater. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe they're the first team in boys to repeat or to uh, to to win two bowling titles too. Because oh, I think bowlers right. only been going for like, it's right. three or four years. I forget, but they no, won the first sure. one. Yep. And uh, and then they came home with it again here. So that's that's a nice program. And you know, one thing I really like about bowling is co-ed. Yep. You know, and it's uh, everybody has a chance, and uh, you know, and it, the last couple of years, some of their best bowlers have been have been females. Yep. So that's a really nice thing. It's good for cohesiveness. It's good for the yeah you know, the entire sports landscape. I think so. Hats off to the Fairhaven bowling team. Yep, and uh, they're keeping it going up over there, and I, I they've got to be the favorite on Saturday, which no matter who they meet. Um, so, and and maybe this time. Uh, Slater Nation will travel well. I, th I think they will for yeah. for a state championship. I mean, you, yeah. you you saw what what they did for the boys last Saturday. I'm sure the those Slaters will be doing the same thing on Saturday when the girls uh, head up to Barry again to for the championship game. Well, uh, that looks like that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, this is the Inside Pitch, the Rowan Herald's local sports podcast with Tom Haley and Bob Fredette. I'm sports editor Adam McCoy, and we'll see you next episode on the Inside Pitch. Hi, this is podcast engineer George Nostrin, the one that Bob and Tom are always heckling. If you're wondering where you can find the Inside Pitch, we post it on our website every week under the sports drop-down menu. It's also shared on Facebook, Twitter, and you can find it on iTunes. This is Bob Ferdet, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together.